Hi and welcome to episode 53 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of This Is Reportage and This Is Reportage family and I'm a photographer too. Such a pleasure to chat to the great Sophie Callowert today. Sophie is one of Belgium's best wedding photographers with nine reportage awards and two story awards under her belt. And though I've only met her once very briefly, she's a lovely person and just really lovely to talk to. Tune in today as Sophie talks about growing up in her family's restaurant, personal projects, living a curious life, authenticity, what makes a good wedding photographer, day in the life family sessions, driving from Belgium to Ireland for Doc Day, and much, much more. Hey Sophie, how are you doing? Hey Alan, I'm good, I'm good, how are you? Yeah, all good, thank you, all good. Um, yeah, how's things with you? Because you're, you're in Belgium, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in Belgium, I'm in um, Ghent. Um, have you ever been here? I haven't, you know, I've never been to Belgium at all, I really need to go, now what's it like? Uh, Ghent is beautiful. Um, it's uh, I live about ten minutes out of the city, so I, I can ride my bike. I'm there in ten minutes. I'm also close to nature, so it's like a bit of best of both worlds. Um, nice. Right now, Ghent's a little bit quiet, obviously uh, because of Corona. But usually, it's very um, cultural, artistic, like young, uh, vibrant city. Um, and it's not too big, so it's like it, it's also very cozy, and you you can still run into people you know um, everywhere. So no, that sounds nice. Yeah, no. yeah, I love I, living here. I need to get over. Have you always lived? Oh, I know because I read that you live in a, a little village or something. You grew up in your parents' restaurant, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I grew up in uh, Dublin, which is about forty-five minutes from here, um, and always went to school in Bruges. Um, but I grew up in a restaurant. Yeah. My, my parents, uh, my brother's actually fourth generation of the restaurant. So it's been around oh. for, um, I guess like 120 years now. Wow. Uh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's That's a very amazing. typical Flemish restaurant, um, eel and green, eel and cream sauce, like very typical Flemish, um, uh, meals. Yeah. Oh. What was it? What was it like growing up in a restaurant? Then, what was your childhood like? What was it like? Um, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we um. So our rooms were basically on top of the restaurant. So, um, yeah, you grow up with a lot of there's there's a lot of noise and um, which is fine. I'm I'm kind of used to that. I I sleep anywhere. <laughs> oh really? Are you? That's a good skill to have. Yeah, yeah, I can sleep anywhere. Um, but yeah, I used to go to bed and hear people singing "Happy Birthday" <laughs> under under the floorboards, um, and like just the the constant yeah chitter chatter of the restaurant, um, and just always being around people all the time. There's always like forty people in my in my home. Um, That's mad. I wonder if it's had a part to play then in you, you know, in doing your wedding photography specifically, and in being around those kind of big meals and big parties all the time. You must be quite used yeah. to it as a kid. Yeah, it feels very. Um, what's the word? It, yeah, it feels like coming home sometimes. It's um, yeah, definitely. Um, and also there's so many stories, you know, there's especially because it's such a family oriented restaurant. Um, there's and, and it's fourth generation, which means that a lot of the people who come and eat, uh, a lot of the clients are also like fourth generation, like and they wow. used to come with their grandparents and they come three times a week. And, you know, you really get to know a lot of the people, um, a lot of the regulars. So there's so many there's so many little stories um, all yeah. over the all over the place. So I definitely think that influenced um, me being a photographer. Uh, I mean, I, I remember you, <laughs> my mom had a little handy cam that I used to grab anytime I could. And, and I would go into the restaurant and, um, and like interview the people and, and interview the chefs. And um, yeah, I would go and collect all the little stories um, for, like from, a, cool. from a pretty young age so I definitely think I had a, a huge influence yeah oh that's cool that's like you're doing like a personal project when, in, when you were a kid then almost that's really well, cool I mean <laughs> if you were to see see it I don't think it would be much of a personal project but <laughs> it was fun it was fun um fun thing to do as a kid um yeah. and you had to make your own fun I guess so you yeah. must have eaten well as a kid 
Yeah, yeah. We um we had we have this really big fridge, so I would just go in uh every day and just be like, doo, doo, doo. what <laughs> am I going to eat today? And um walking past the the guy making the pancakes, I I remember eating I th- I must have eaten like four or five pancakes every single day. Oh um, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh it sounds great it sounds it's so interesting that fourth generation and as you say like a lot of the um patrons being fourth generation as well you could it sounds like something you could make a film out of really or something it's cool yeah um i mean at this point i'm i'm i did a little project uh about my brother who's um like a unique personality i find um and doing it in a different way than than my dad or my grandfather or my great grandfather. Just um, a very, I, I think he's an interesting person. And I did a little, um, I did a little photo project. Oh, so yeah. I am, I am taking a lot of pictures at the restaurant still. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Cool. And have you, do you have you done many kind of personal projects in the past? You know, because I've never really done one. You know, I, th- I do. Do you recommend them? Are they are they good? They must be good, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they're great i think that and especially now now that there's not um so much work i think it's it's yeah it's been a lifesaver actually like for keeping my sanity <laughs> like right, being able yeah. to go out and do some personal projects um it's hard to motivate yourself sometimes though because um you're so used to having holding your holding you accountable like mm-hmm. you, you have you have a deadline and you have to get people's pictures to them by the end of the week or whatever. But like with personal projects, it's <laughs> you really have to find that like intrinsic motivation and go out and do it. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's true, uh, actually, isn't it? Yeah. How, how do you self-motivate that way? That is something I never really think about that. But as a photographer, it's a big, big deal, really, isn't it? In these times, especially that self-motivation. Yeah. How how do you self-motivate yourself? Do you think having these personal projects, it really is a big kind of push for that then? Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult. I struggle with that. I, I tend to come up with a lot of ideas and I have like this whole little book that I, I filled with like ideas. Oh, I want to do something about that. Maybe I can do something about that. And then it just, it's hard for me to get out of the idea phase and to the, into the doing um, so I, I, I make the, um, um, what's the word that the threshold, like a little bit smaller. I, I am, oh, yeah. for example, I'm doing a project on, um, I have a park right in front of my door and it's just like this really interesting, um, place where all kinds of different walks of life come together. And there's, I mean, you have the, the social housing across the street and then you have like the really left wing, um, yuppie people living in the street. You, know, you have the uh, the really old people who've been living here for sixty years. There's, there's this huge lizard that comes into the park once in a while, uh, <laughs> like a huge dinosaur type lizard. There's wow. a guy who wear, who only wears skirts because he likes the wind on his legs, and like there's so many uh-huh. interesting characters. So That's and cool. just just having to step out of the door to go and document that is that helps that it's like it's just outside I don't have to go on your doorstep that does sound cool and then do you have you know with these kind of projects do you have like an end goal in mind is it like do you just collect a lot of images you know for yourself to like to show in a blog post or do you put them into books or would you like to you know get them in galleries and things do you have like an aim for them or is it just more of a kind of personal kind of thing (laughs) I've, I've, uh, I find that if I think too much about what I what my actual aim is with them, that I don't end up doing it. Like that's just an extra fear that you put onto yourself. So for now, it's just going out and, and doing them. And I notice how it helps me in my commercial work too, and it helps me see the world a little bit differently. And um, I can practice things um, very freely. Um, it, 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 yeah. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. Yeah, not to have that kind of extra pressure on you as well, and you can just go out and enjoy it. That's and cool. Think, yeah, I think if if anything ever, if I ever really do finish a project and it feels finished, and yeah, maybe maybe it'll maybe I can do something else with it. But at this point, I'm just having fun with going out and and actually shooting, and um, it's really just for personal development I think mostly 
um, mm. and wanting to tell a story. Um, I also started, um, I'm doing the Kirsten Lewis, Kirsten Lewis's um, year-long mentoring right now. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's really pushing me to, to, yeah, to have work to show every month. Like it's really right. accountable to actually go out and do it. So that has been a massive push in the last couple of months. Oh, that's cool. Great to have that. Definitely. Because, yeah, I mean, how, how has, you know, we can't not talk about it in some sense. How has it been for you, you know, this year? What's, you know, obviously for me, it's been awful. You know, I won't uh, beat around the bush and I've gone, my mood has been like a roller coaster. You know, I've um, been up and down, which is really strange for me because I'm normally very kind of on the level, you know, and happy, but I've found it, you know, tough at times this year. So, yeah, I was just wondering, how, how, has, it, how has it been for you? do you are you not able to shoot any weddings anymore i've only shot two weddings this whole year so um i would normally have, have shot about 25 to 30 by now so it's a yeah. big big difference yeah what about you yeah same um i think i've i had about maybe four or five like civil weddings but those are only an hour two hours three hours so it doesn't really yeah. feel like a full wedding um mm. and then i had one wedding that was eight hours um, and that was a couple yeah. months ago, which was, which felt really, really nice to, to be able to do that again. Um, oh, but I bet, I yeah, been, yeah, I have been shooting a lot, a lot more, um, day in the life, uh, this, this summer though. So oh, that, that's cool. That has helped me massively. Yeah. I've, I've had a lot more of those. Um, I think people are spending, well, they are, they are spending a lot more time with their family and maybe realizing the importance of those moments and mm. wanting to invest more in that, um, yeah yeah definitely that that's really cool and those the day in the life especially is something you know how did you get your first day in the life session because I think a lot of family photographers are really interested in doing that but maybe they don't they don't have one to show potential clients yet so they don't really know how to get their first session you know how did you get your first one um oh what was my first one I I can't remember but I do remember I did um, mentoring with uh, Joshua, Joshua Dumps. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Like five years ago, maybe, or four years ago. And um, she, one of the assignments was she, she told me to book 10 day in the lives and do them like really cheaply. And so that was how I was able to build my portfolio. Um, uh, that makes from, sense. from there, it just kind of rolled on. Um, yeah. Oh, that's cool. And do you do you enjoy doing that? Do you prefer doing the day in the lives rather than like kind of short family shoots or what's your preference? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, sometimes I have a 10 day, um, sorry, a 10 hour day in the life. Wow, like, 10 day, 10 day would be <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> pretty insane. No, 10 hour. Um, so I, I have like, I'm, um, I'm photographing the family from when they wake up until they go to bed. Um, yeah. And that's really nice. It's uh yeah, those are really interesting, but I don't have a lot of those. I only have about three per year or so of those. Most right, of the okay, people okay. Um, book me for four hours, so half a day. Okay, that's still a good amount of time, though, to capture a lot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the, that's the minimum. I have the shorter versions, but they never, you know, no, I never get the same result from, from those ones. Okay, yeah, and those day in the life specifically. Then, do you do you just turn up at their house and you just want them to have a normal day, or do clients kind of generally plan something special for that day, or is it a mix? Um, no, they don't. They don't plan anything special, but I do sometimes notice that they are like shoving as much as they can into one day, which is I get it. Like, there's a photographer yeah. coming, we have to make it special, but I always tell them to just have a a simple like a boring day like because <laughs> the best the best moments are generally the ones where where people are just kind of hanging in the in the living room and and just hanging out together and and i don't know mm. i i find that those are mostly the best moments and when they want to go and out and actually do all these things like go for long walks or i don't know go to an amusement park or whatever it's i don't know it, it's not they're not really moments. It's more you're capturing actions and actions aren't necessarily the things people want to remember. 
Mm, that's a good yeah that's a good point that is a good point and do you find then your clients you know do they just ignore you i mean and and so you can capture those natural moments or do you find that they're kind of like looking at the camera and things and kind of like semi-posing or anything um you know i guess a lot is about client expectations and letting them know that yeah. it's going to be very natural beforehand yeah that's super important um i i always have a phone call with them beforehand and i uh, assure them that just pretend i'm i'm invisible and and really don't don't you don't have to bother worrying about me at all all day um so when when I get there, usually it's the 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 dads are sometimes a little bit more like skeptical um, <laughs> to having a, a camera being pointed at their face all day. Um, so it's mostly the moms that that book me, um, okay. and it takes mostly like half an hour or an hour before they're totally at ease. Um, mm. And then then you can notice like their shields kind of falling off and. Um, yeah. And I, I if, if, if you come in and you just have a, a cup of coffee with them and you, I don't know, you make it really normal and, and as long as it's like for the dads, when they notice that there's no expectations, when they, when they really realize there's no expectations from them, then they kind of loosen up. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. No, that's I, cool. Yeah. It's interesting you say how it's mostly the moms who book you. Um, I've not done many family shoots yet. I've done some, but as you say, it's virtually always been um, the mom who has. Do you think, I don't know, it sounds like a, a kind of stereotypical thing, isn't it? That the moms are more interested in the kind of family photography. But I, I guess it has been my experience as well, really. Well, it's not, it's not always the moms. I book, um, it depends if, sometimes if the dad's a photographer, that helps. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Haven't you shot, did you do a day in the life for uh, Eve Sieppers? Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That was right before, um, right before Corona hit. Um, I was able to go with him and his family, um, to Lanzarote. Oh, wow. That's quite, that's a good gig. <laughs> like yeah. That. Yeah. That was, oh, was so much fun. Yeah. I had so much fun. I loved being able to yeah it was a real privilege being uh, being able to shoot that mm -hmm. oh that's super cool did you feel do you feel extra pressure when you shoot for another photographer or or not you know well yeah and especially Eve <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man scary but that's awesome doing it in Lanzarote as well did you have nice weather yeah uh beautiful weather yeah um I was I was a little bit worried because it was so he he has one daughter and and I don't know how old was she at that time uh, three, so I was a little bit worried like ooh ten hours with just one three year old, um, mm. what's that going to be like because there's not there's not a whole bunch of um, like some, sometimes when when there's like three kids there's a lot of chaos and chaos is good for for photos right, um, yeah. I was wondering with one kid with I, am I going to be able to tell a story consistently for 10 hours but yeah it was great it was really really great mm -hmm. oh that's cool and um did he like did he like the photos well he told me he did <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to ask him <laughs> i'm sure he did i'm sure he did i'm sure they're awesome um do you know it's interesting this because i did my first family shoot in a long time uh, just two days ago and it was only a one and a half hour sh uh, shoot but i shot 2700 frames in a, an hour and 40 minutes uh, how, how much do you shoot in like a 10 hour day in the life like session oh um maybe eight or nine thousand really wow yeah so it's like a wedding then it's like a wedding yeah I do notice like for the longer day, I'll, I'll shoot almost, I'll shoot like 7,000 for four hours for the four hour day in the lives. But then for the 10 hour day in the lives, I'm not shooting that much more. It's like maybe eight or 9,000, but you're okay. just, you're, um, you're taking a lot, you're taking more breaks and just observing them a little bit more. I find with, with the, the day in the lives more than weddings, you're really trying to understand like the, um, the relationship between everyone involved like what's the what's the father-daughter relationship what's the mother-son relationship what 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 is what's the couple like like and you're really and you're talking a lot you're just or listening mostly you're having conversations with them in between and getting to know the family because you really want to be able to capture them um as close as well, to who they are um as possible and in a wedding there's so many different characters there's so many different people 
that that's a little bit more difficult, but in a day in the life, there's four or five, six people and you can really get, um, you can really tell a more personal story. Mm, That's cool. Yeah. Oh, I love the way you're talking about it. It makes me really excited to get to go out and do one, actually. I yeah, to, yeah. You should. yeah, you'll love it. Um, cool. Sophie, this is awesome. Let's let's change tack slightly. Let's change tack slightly then. OK, um, if you won the lottery, Sophie, do you have a do you have a lottery in Belgium? Yeah. Yeah. OK, cool. Um, if you won it, what would you spend it on? And would you still would you still be a photographer if you were a millionaire? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is one of those long pauses that you're going to have to cut. <laughs> it's a random question, isn't it? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I'd be doing that much different than what I'm doing right now. I think I'd be um, doing a, a lot more personal work. I'd be spending more time um abroad maybe and like really immersing myself in a story and being able to like really take that time and um yeah go on more adventures that way maybe um yeah, that sounds good yeah, yeah and i do a little not as many weddings so instead of 20 maybe i do like five a year um and really the the day in the lives that really light me up just like only accepting the work that really lights you up and then doing a lot of personal work i think is is pretty much what i'd be doing oh that's cool a good way to a good way to live as well yeah i mean it's cool it's cool that you're a destination family photographer as well as weddings though you know how many, i know quite a few people go abroad for weddings but it, i think it must be quite a lot rarer to go abroad for a family shoot so that's very cool <laughs> Does that make me a destination family photographer? I I'm think like, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I should change it on my website then. Yeah. You should put that on. I've, n- I've never even heard that term. I don't know if that's people use that as a term, but <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> um, okay, Sophie as well, uh, before we go back to photography, what is, um, uh, do you watch much Netflix or Prime or anything, you know, streaming TV? Um, not a whole lot um the last couple months i haven't been watching a lot of tv um i do i'm thinking oh there were some good netflix shows that i saw recently um uh, have you seen um love on the spectrum oh my gosh i love that yes oh it's so good right it it was amazing wasn't it oh man i got so emotional watching that i just i love that one guy what was his name michael Yes, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder what he's doing now. I loved him. Amazing. Oh, you know, I really hope they do another season of that. I know it was it was done so fast. There were only like five episodes. It was really sad. Um, yeah, but and they Mike, did it. This guy so just, that you want to you want to have a long conversation with. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And they did it. I think in such a respectful. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't exploitative at all. I think it was absolutely beautiful. You know, yeah, it really I, was. And you learn so much. You just learn so much about um, about how they're how how they think and how they go through life. And it's and you realize the struggle. You know, like they're oh, yeah. So it must be so hard for them um totally oh i love that you said that i just think (laughs) as one of the best netflix series ever yeah i loved it um similar to that as well there's uh, well because one of the persons in the documentary is autistic have you seen um speed cubers about the the kids who do the rubik's cube is in like six seconds no is that on netflix it's on netflix yeah it's only about 50 minutes a one-off documentary but it, it's so good it's beautiful again like um love on the spectrum as well yeah and is it also well, uh, autistic people it's just one of the content the world champion um he's autistic um yeah and it's about his kind of relationship with the other challenger who's not autistic but they get really close and it's just so lovely honestly it's awesome mm. oh, thanks for the recommendation i'll check that out yeah oh no that's that's cool um yeah that's great i love that you watched uh, love on the spectrum my <laughs> My wife actually as well, she um, is a speech therapist and specializes in diagnosing, diagnose, oh, I can't even say the word, diagnosing um, autism. So that's, I just find that really interesting. Okay. I love that she, you know, I think we do, um, we do, we do an important job with photographing either families or, or weddings, but you know, my wife's out there, I think they're, you know, really making a difference to these kids and stuff. Do you, do you ever feel like that? Do you ever think about, you know, what we do as a kind of a meaningful job and... 
oh, I do. I just have like thoughts about that all the time, you know. And then you're wondering, do you wonder if it's meaningful enough? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously, I think what we do is super important. It is. But then I see someone like my wife who's literally changing the lives of children. I'm like, I feel like I should be doing more. You know, it's a weird yeah. thing. I think it's with our job. It's just it. We need the element of time, you know, like we need the it, <laughs> who was it? I think one of, one of my friends said, um, like, photos are like a good wine. They need to. You, you have to let them sit for a while and they get better with age. Um, and that's true. Like people are going to look back on, on memories that we shot for them in like 40 years and it's going to be invaluable. It's going to be one of the most important things that they're going to, like if their house were, were to be on fire, that's what they take. That's like the memories mm. and the, the moments. That's true, that's true. So I think, yeah, it's definitely important what we're doing. Um, but yeah, <laughs> It's like when, after you shoot a wedding and you send it to them a couple months after, it's impactful, but it becomes so much more impactful when time passes, uh, I think. That's so true. You know, that is so true. Mm, definitely. And obviously, yeah, I mean, obviously, I do really believe it's important what we do. It's just I get these things from time to time that I'm just not... I don't know that I'm not doing enough, you know, there's so much sadness yeah. in the world, isn't there? And so much, oh, I don't know. And then, then I'm like taking photos when it could be going out and working at soup kitchens and things. And, oh, I don't know. I'm but sort of, do, you, do you do any, do you ever feel like you want to do any volunteer work? That's the thing. And that's the thing is what I I would love to. And I give money regularly to charity, but then I feel like that's not, you know that anybody can give money to charity and you're like i should be going out and physically be doing stuff but then i don't as well and so then i feel kind of guilty and that i'm not a, oh man i don't sorry this is a, this is not about this no, episode is about you it, not my issues i think it's interesting i think it's, it's something i think about a lot as well but i think the most important thing we can do in our lives is is do something that we genuine genuinely like really really love you know that's something that just feels right and it feels like your purpose and then I think if you do it with that mindset and that passion and love that um that you are you know you're you're basically shining bright and 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 you are impacting people around you and it might not always look that way but you definitely are I think anybody who does whatever they do with a lot of passion and love is is making a difference that's very cool I love that I love that. And that's, that's an awesome quote, Sophie. I should use that as honestly is though. I think that's really, that's really lovely. Oh, cool. Okay. So cool. How, how did you get into this then? How did you become, you know, a photographer, a, a wedding and family photographer? How, what, what was your kind of journey into photography? Yeah, it was, it, I've been all over the place actually. Um, I never really studied photography. Um, I always, so I told you about my youth and, and how I always loved telling stories and I was always running around with a camera, but I just never thought it was something people could like actually live off of, you know, or like actually become. So um, I studied languages um, oh, cool. for, some, for some reason. <laughs> I did that for about four or five years. Wow. Um, how, how many do you speak? Well, obviously you speak English brilliantly. Do you speak other languages then? I'm so Dutch. Yeah. Um, and I studied Spanish. Um, and then, uh, I mean, a little bit of French and German, but not, oh, wow. no, nothing, <laughs> nothing great. That's yeah. amazing, though. It is. I also have, I have so much respect that you're doing an interview in a different language. I find it, honestly, it's amazing. It really is. Yeah, but English, but English is my mother tongue. My mom, my mom's Canadian, so that helps. I oh, okay. Well, that helps. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that helps. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. You go back. I, you, you carry on about, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot what we were talking about. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the journey. Um, yeah. <laughs> so languages. And then I did a, a master's of journalism after that. Um, and uh, so we, we had to film a lot of times. We had to make little rep like little reportages and um I really loved that. And then after that, I started working for a production company. Um, and I was a videographer for about five years. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Um, and it was one of those places where they kind of like, they push you into the deep end all the time. Like I was always being pushed out of my comfort zone and um, <clears throat> having to make stories um, 
all over the place. Like it was one of those jobs where you, you're, there's no, there's no balance. It's like you work day and night, you work super hard. Um, you get, you get, you get pushed into stories. You have to go to the States for two weeks. You have to go there for two weeks. You have like, I just constantly had to like shape shift. It felt like, (laughs) so, um, I I learned a lot there. Um, and I also learned to be, become more independent. So I ended up traveling. Uh, we, we went and traveled for nine months and I came back and I just realized I cannot work for for a boss anymore mm-hmm. i don't, right, I don't know, I want to be my own boss so i became a freelancer and i had a lot of work in video so i, I was able to fill that first year with, i think i did about 90 percent video and 10 percent photography just like on the side because i loved it but i never thought you know never going to be my main thing mm-hmm. and then after about a year just organically it kind of shifted into 90% photography and 10% video and then the next year all the video was gone and I realized that I, I just was not having fun with that anymore and photography right. was where my heart was so yeah the last four, four years have been all about photography okay cool did you did you start out like did you video weddings then as part of the videography work or yeah yeah, yeah? I, I shot a couple of weddings by myself on video and it's just, there's the, such a huge hassle. You're always um, dragging along tripods and light and like, um, uh, what's it called? The stabilizers. You're just, you have so much gear. And that was yeah. the thing that, that really drew me into photography as well. It's just like, oh, just one camera. I'm free. <laughs> That's true, isn't it? It's 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 yeah. rare when I work with a videographer, but they do always have so much more equipment. And and I've obviously I, I've never done any video work, but I imagine the the editing afterwards must be so long as well. Did you enjoy the editing side? Or? Um. Yeah, that was another thing. Like you're working for about three hours, um, three hours, three days on a on a three minute video sometimes. It's just so, it's so slow. It's so slow. Uh, yeah, that I was, I was a bit sick of the, a bit sick of the video and and it's nice now to do it once in a while. Like I, I was doing that story on my brother. I was telling you about that. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And I, I made a little slideshow with, with, with some uh, video in there as well, some music. And it's fun to, to just do a montage like that once in a while, but I, I wouldn't want to be doing it every day anymore. Mm, I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, so how did you get your very first, well, you know, when you started working for yourself then, how did you get your first uh, wedding as a photographer? How did you get that gig? Uh, I think my very first one was my sister-in-law. Um, oh, that's cool. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that helps when they get married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does help, doesn't it? it does. <laughs> oh, but I didn't, I didn't shoot it at all. Like, I mean, looking back on those, on those images, it's just like cringe. But yeah. I guess everybody has that, right? Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you show do, on your website now? Do you show any images from your very first like couple of weddings at all? No, no, uh, no, me. <laughs> no way, no way. I like to, I actually, it's, it's nice to just look back on them once in a while, just to see like, okay, okay, there's progress, you know, I'm, I'm on the right yeah. track. There's, there's an evolution. Just beforehand, the first couple of weddings, you just, you look on Pinterest and you look at like, what does wedding photography look like? And that's what you do because you're just like, so this is wedding photography. Okay. <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take my macro lens and I'm going to make a close up <laughs> of the rings and like a little bed of moss and they're going to love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I that's, away from that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's funny, isn't it? That's funny. Um, I, one of my favorite reportage awards of yours is one where there's like, there's two cars and like in each car, there's like a boy and a girl, I think in both cars, I think they're a boy and girl. It was like, couples of children anyway and both are doing something interesting and you're focused on the background pair I love that I love the composition um it's such an awesome shot can you can you tell us a bit more about that capture do you remember capturing it um yeah I mean that I think that one's uh maybe three years old um now and I think it's yeah it's one of the one of my first uh ones that I sent in and actually won something um Hmm. What can I say? 
<laughs> it's interesting thing. I can't imagine thinking about a shot from a few years ago and being put on the spot about it. I just find <laughs> yeah. it's <laughs> it's just such a cool shot. I love the way like the kids in both cars are like doing something fun. And I love the focus on the back uh, car. You know, I love that composition. Composition for me is something that I just, I'm just so excited by. So really? yeah. is, that what, is that what draws you into um, to wanting to take a, a photo? Oh, I think oh, it's a big thing for me. Yeah, composition. Obviously, moment, you know, you talk about light composition and moment. A moment does trump it. But I'm just really excited by composition in general. I just find that such a, an amazing part of what we yeah. do. I, I yeah. find it interesting because, like, if you talk to different people and um, people mostly either get drawn in by light or by, by composition and then they wait for the moment or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's interesting how some people, like Eve, for example, as well, like, I think he gets drawn in by composition. And so it's interesting that you say that you get drawn in by composition. For me, it's always light. It, it always starts with light. Oh, really? Cool. That's interesting as well, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's really interesting. Have you always been like, it's all about the light and what well, that's a big part for you, the light? Or is, have you changed through your photography like career? Um, I think it's just the thing that draws me in. It's the first thing that you that you go towards. And then and then from there, you make a composition and 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 see if there's any moments there um yeah that's cool it's very cool i love the way that we're all we all see things differently we're all like attracted to different things in in photography i love that Mm -hmm. um and you came to doc day this year that's where we met actually it was was lovely meeting you there um but yeah you came to ireland by car from belgium didn't you yeah we uh, yeah a little road trip that was so much fun and that was also right before lockdown i think maybe three weeks before corona really hit in belgium so it was like the last adventure before we were all stuck at home so quite an adventure because it was quite a few of you in the car wasn't it yeah it was me and four guys um (laughs) (laughs) all all really close together in the car um yeah i I loved it it was it was real adventure and we it ended up being a lot more expensive than if than just flying there but um for me it was it was definitely worth the adventure Oh, that is cool. That's very yeah. cool. If you, if you, are you going to do that again? If you go to Doc Day again, are you going to drive again? Sure, I'd love to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you share? Did you share all the driving between you though? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I was able to borrow my my mom's car. Um, and, oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, we just shared. Oh no, I think I drove most of the time because she didn't really trust anybody else. <laughs> I don't blame her. I don't. <laughs> because what was that was you eve um filler was it is it filler or phil how do you say his name probably? filler filler Phil, yeah okay yeah uh, and then so eve um simon and uh Wouter, Wouter oh yeah right oh, okay oh cool do you, you didn't all sleep in that car did you as well no god no oh, oh. no no no. <laughs> no we uh <laughs> we slept in in hostels along the way and um airbnbs um yeah okay that was quite the uh the experience sleeping in a in a dorm room with all those guys um <laughs> and all the yeah that must night farts. <laughs> oh great <laughs> oh that's funny that's funny oh and it was ace meeting you there it's such a good time i can't oh. you know what if, it feels like it was about five years ago now it feels like a different lifetime really i, I can't imagine like just partying with people and mingling oh. and just uh, be standing so close to each other on the dance floor. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I so miss that, Sophie. I so miss I that. Do, me too. Really, oh. I do. Uh-huh. Until, um, okay, let's, let's change tack again, though, again, before I get too down about the whole world again. Um, what does it mean to be successful to you? What does success mean to you? Oof. I know a big one. It's a big one. Um, I think success for me means doing what feels authentic um, and living a curious life. Um, Yeah, following curiosity and um, exploring, a lot of exploring. And um, yeah, I don't know. It has nothing to do with the money for me it has nothing to do with status or money just means like living whatever feels most real like living in the way that feels most real I think I think that's great honestly I think that's 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 really great I love that living I've not really heard that before but it makes sense to live a kind of curious life Um, I think that's a lovely way of putting it actually 
Yeah, I think that's one of the main things as photographers like that drives us or I don't know about you, but for me, curiosity is my like my main driver. Um, just wanting to understand, you know, other people's lives, um, what drives them, what are they going through? Like, I don't know, getting getting dropped into a situation like we get dropped into situations all the time like at a wedding or in a family and just understanding the dynamic and understanding um yeah what people are all about and and the humanity of it all and yeah that's what drives me what what drives you <laughs> no 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 that's great i think and and i totally yeah relate to that i just never really thought about it like that but it is so true i mean that and that was being a big driver for me for doing these podcasts really is is curiosity in other people and just their stories and what makes them tick and and i you know i love that side of these more than more than the photography to be honest i mean i like the photography is interesting definitely but i love hearing about you know you as a person and um yeah so that's a big driver for me yeah i get that i would oh man i would love i, I would love to be on your end of it <laughs> like asking <laughs> questions and and really getting to know someone it feels i think it's way more comfortable too you know it's like when um it's like how we don't like being photographed as photographers i don't know about you i hate i hate mm, having my picture taken yeah or like having or doing an interview and talking about yourself it's like i want to be the one asking the questions <laughs> yeah 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 i get that i guess i'm lucky to be uh doing this but i still get i get nervous you know for each one which is so silly i guess but um I, what do i get nervous about yeah well, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. <laughs> I should ask myself that. It's like, I, I, I guess I feel I want, you know, this is going to be like, it's like an hour. I want people to get to know you, you know, the listeners. I, I want to do you justice. Have you given up your time here? And, and I, you know, I want you to have enjoyed it and feel like that you know I've asked good questions and that you know it's it's, it's pressure I find as well which is silly though as well because it's just a, re a relaxed chat but oh I don't know no you're doing a great job I don't no. I mean I understand I understand that you're stressed about it but you I'm I love what you've done with the podcast and it's really to know the whole community and and hear people's stories um so I think you're doing a great job with it um, oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And you're doing awesome on this episode <laughs> with you. Honestly, I'm loving this. This is absolutely brilliant. It's I'm brilliant. probably never going to listen to this. Seriously. Oh, no, you've got to. You've got to listen. To <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. Um, cool. It's important to get out of your comfort zone sometimes, you know, and that's what made me say yes to your question um, uh, about doing this. But I like my, my main instinct was fuck no I'm not doing that but <laughs> I think it's important sometimes to just get out of your comfort zone and try new things it is really that's so true it would have been funny if you replied to saying yeah that f no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um but yeah I totally get that and I, I I think that's such a great way to live it's kind of a brave way to live but I think good things good things generally happen when you when you do go out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. yeah have you sure. always been like have you always been like that that tendency to to push yourself you know um yeah um I always I always hate it like I'm, there's so much resistance but breaking through that and actually then stepping out and and realizing what's there and and following curiosity there is is it's always they're always the best experiences in life you know so for example, last week I went on a 10-day walk by myself. Um, I walked from um, Cap Grigny uh, to uh, Cap Zant and then inland towards the restaurant uh, where I grew up. Um, oh, wow. So like 200 kilometers. Um, wow, that is a long way. Yeah, and, and it's just something I've the, the last couple of years I was like I was always like I want to do a photo project. I want to go out and do photo projects. Like I knew I knew this, you know. And there's always this thing stopping you there's always like just reason oh but yeah what am, what am I gonna make you know it's not gonna be any good um uh, you know what are they gonna say at home? like wh what's my husband gonna say he's not gonna like that you know but it's all it's just all stuff like holding you back in your own mind and it's not true um and just breaking through that and then actually going out and doing it oh, it feels like such a like s s such a sense of freedom you know 
Mm, that's very that's cool. cool. Yeah, that's yeah. inspirational as well. That is really cool to just go and do that. And what was the walk like itself? That's like 20 kilometers a day, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. There were some days, um, the shorter days were only like 15 kilometers, and then other days were like almost 30 kilometers, but about uh, 20 kilometers a day. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, confronting there i mean there's there there's hard days and then there's really really uplifting days and just you know realizing that that's just the way life is you know there's there's a bit of both and just having to focus on putting one step in front of the other and that's all you had to do is just keep the c on your left and put one step in front of the other and then just whatever whatever hits home um you photograph and you uh, and you have conversations with people you meet along the way and it's just like this whole the world's just kind of open, you know, it's just anything can happen. And I love that. I love um, going through life like that. That's cool. That's like, I, I love that. It's a real romance in that as well. You know, it's romantic. <laughs> it is though to do something like that. You know, it's um, yeah, it's really cool. I'm, I mean, I'm lucky because I live in Cornwall, which is the very Southwest of England and we've got, you know, lovely coastal kind of paths. So I, sh- I should do something like that. It'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. now there's not much you can do um, travel wise. Mm. You can't go, can't go very far, but you don't have to go far to, to run into interesting stories, I think. That's true. Yeah. It was it must have been a lot of time to think as well yeah. though. Is yeah. that a good thing? I don't know if I want time to think or not. I don't know if that's ever a good thing for me or not. But that's where the walking helps. Like I'm I noticed when I wasn't walking, I really started thinking I got stuck in my own head. But and you put on some music and there's a rhythm and you're just you're just like, I don't know. And it feels different. It's not as it's not as heavy. Um Yeah. Mm, that's cool very cool <laughs> you must have sore feet though now have you, you yeah, must be a bit knackered that also helps the sore feet really help um to get your mind off things <laughs> oh right yeah that makes on your sense. feet you're just like wow oh, i just want to be there can i almost be there please uh, <laughs> just waiting to, to 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 soak your feet in a in a hot bath when you get to the to the hostel oh yeah i bet yeah. Oh. Oh, cool <laughs> did you have nice weather for it what's the what's the weather like over there with you at the moment um, I guess it's similar to UK climate, is it? Very similar. I, I was lucky. I only had one really shitty rainy day. And it, it kind of coincided with, um, I, I walked through um, Calais and uh, Graveline. And that's kind of like the most depressing part of France, I think. It must be. Uh, uh, it was like all industry and gray skies. I mean, there were, uh, I don't know, lots of, I passed lots of hunters and, I don't know, it was like this really weird, eerie vibe that I had for about two days and it was grey weather and that it's weird how that kind of like coincides with, with um, feeling a little bit more depressed and then the next day it's th- the sun's out and you can see the sea again and you're uh. walking sand and it's like do 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 good <laughs> oh cool oh it sounds like a great adventure though that, yeah, that does, yeah. that does. um i don't so, so i'm gonna go on to what is maybe a, a super hard question maybe but yeah. but can can you i know just <laughs> land you in it some more but um can you think of a, a certain photo that you took that's had some kind of lasting impact you know on you perhaps that impact has been on your career or your confidence or or your direction or or just an image that you've taken that's particularly memorable to you for for whatever reason um the first one that comes to mind is um the guys hanging from the garbage truck um at the hands of feast and uh, that I took a few years ago. I don't know if you've seen that one it's um I did this little project on uh do you know the Hensa Feastum? I don't know. Sorry, um, no. It's like this really iconic 10-day festival that we have in the summer in Ghent. Oh, okay. um, and I did a little project between... So people party until 10, 11 in the morning every day for 10 days. Oh, wow. In the good old days. Good old yeah, days. Yeah, in the good old days, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I ended up going there, going to like the main... Um, city center where people were still partying in the morning and I, I, I would photograph from 8 till 10 um, yeah. so kind of where the city wakes up and people go to work and they're carrying their briefcase and they're all like busy in their you know in their in their work mode and then next to them there's like this this juxtaposition of these um, party people uh, really drunk having fun <laughs> like just the 
you know, the contrast of those two, those two um, groups of people or like that's cool to get yeah, yeah. old ladies going to the supermarket and then crossing this really drunk uh, <laughs> guy or groups of people. Yeah. So anyway, so that was really, really fun to do. And there's this one, there's one shot that I'm happy with, um, with, of guys hanging at the, on the back of uh, a garbage truck um, while the, the garbage people are, are, are cleaning up the trash on the, on the square. Oh, and cool. Just like jumped on and like, we're hanging, actually like hanging from it. Um, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I always find it just interesting to hear what is a memorable image to you and um, to people. I think that's that's yeah, really cool. The one that instantly comes to your mind when you ask that question, I think, is normally, yeah, something that's really kind of impactful in some way. Are you happy? I can put that if people are listening and, and if you're happy, me, Sophie, to put that in the, the post about this podcast episode, people can see that image if you're happy with that. Yeah. Do you want me to send it to you? Yes, that'd be cool if you want. Yeah, okay, thank you. Yeah, so if you're listening now, anyone, you know, whilst running or sitting down or anything, uh, do head to the site and you'll be able to see that image that Sophie's just um, spoken about there, which is cool. Um, Sophie, what do you find the most challenging aspect of wedding or family photography to be? Um, the business side of things, um, uh, having to, next. Uh, besides being a photographer and capturing people's moments and really, really loving that, having to run a business <laughs> mm, that's so true isn't it well, and so social media and um <laughs> i guess you, uh, yeah have you have, have you i guess you wanted to get into this for the photography side do you not yeah. yeah the business side i get i i understand do you know what i quite enjoy, i quite like the business side it's funny isn't it i quite Maybe. like it it's like, what do you mm. like about it what what aspect of it of <laughs> this is good you should do these podcasts you should do this <laughs> I just do you know what I find I always have done so before being a photographer as well doing other kind of like semi kind of internet-y business things or whatnot I just I like the kind of um the I like the marketing side I like it getting customers or, or or promoting things and getting it out there into the world I've, I like it as a challenge I don't in the money side you know it's, it's, I'm so unmaterialistic all I need is a roof above my head but I I like the challenge as well of kind of making money as well I don't know it's a, a funny thing I quite enjoy it yeah do you not like it you don't like it no no is it is it because you like exploring new tools and things like I don't know yeah, blogging I just and think yeah, I do enjoy that kind of thing. Um, I like, I, I don't say that I am creative or whatnot, but I, I hope that I, you know, I like coming up with ideas and, and, and hopefully going through with them and seeing if they're successful or not. And obviously not everything is successful, but I find that exciting. You know, I do find that exciting. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I enjoy the business side just as much as the photography side. I think really. that's important. That's important that we have people like that, like you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who uh, who uh, push the business forward. That's good. That's good. Well, I, uh, yeah, I'm lucky that I enjoy. It. But do you, yeah. so then? Do you not like um, kind of social media and SEO and all that kind of stuff? Ugh, no, I hate it. I hate <laughs> it. I hate it. Seriously, I I'm not good at it. Um, How do you get your weddings or, or family bookings then? What what kind of marketing works for you? uh well i have gotten quite a bit of thing uh, quite a bit of jobs from instagram actually if uh, i just need to be a little bit more consistent i really need to start um putting things on instagram more but also word of mouth is huge actually the, the main thing i think yeah but I need to step up my, my social media game because there isn't a lot of word of mouth going on because there's not a lot of jobs right now. So <laughs> yeah. that's true as well. It's gonna, it's gonna get me in trouble this time. <laughs> but I think in general, and some people say, you know, some people say they're lucky to get word of mouth, but it isn't luck because word of mouth is because you're doing such a good job, which is the you know, the most important thing really. So yeah, I think that's really cool. Really cool. Yeah, and it's it's fun to get to know you know families and 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 sometimes shoot three weddings within the same family. Um, I, I really love that part coming back like coming back to certain groups of people and like being able to have conversations where you left off and them not mm. kind of disappearing totally from your life. I, yeah, I really like that part of it. That's very cool because then that's the mix. Then that's like wedding photography and also family photography because you're seeing mm -hmm. you're seeing the same extended family multiple times. Isn't yeah, that? and you're seeing them grow and evolve and new people and like they have babies and they uh, yeah yeah. It's that's very cool. Mm -hmm. You should do a blog post with the like um, 
three different weddings from the same family and their kind of like story over those years. I think that'd be quite interesting, actually. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. except then I'd have <laughs> photos from like my beginning days. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'll include those in a blog post. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah oh, i totally get that uh, yeah as i say i don't i don't think i have any maybe from my first i don't know maybe 10 weddings or so i don't know i mean it's not we it's good that we get better though isn't it it's natural it is it natural. is yeah i like this question um have you made any really memorable mistakes um my memory is not very good so like thinking back into the past is kind of hard but i make mistakes all the time um <laughs> i tend to break a lot of things <laughs> oh really yeah. yeah i have really good insurance for um for that um <laughs> have your premiums have gone through the roof oh, with this God, like seriously almost every wedding some glass or or chandelier or whatever <laughs> like yeah a chandelier that well, would be pretty chandelier. bad I mean, that's pretty uh, excessive no but um, a lamp or a glass or I'm saying oh. sorry a lot at weddings. Um, but I remember the last wedding, <laughs> one of the last weddings, um, this is not super memorable, but it just, it, it, it strikes me. Um, the, it was a, an older couple that got married. I think they were like 40, 45, 50. And, uh, the best man was also older, but do you know when, when people are like, a little bit older it's hard to to kind of tell how much older they are than you. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah um so i i said oh you know i get kind of chatty when when you're nervous and you just you start saying stupid things and i, I ended up t um saying to the best man oh so you must be the dad um let me uh let me take oh. your, your picture with your son um oh. And and they ended up being almost only like five years difference and they <laughs> best friend and I was like oh fuck <laughs> that's funny that's things funny. like that all the time all the time <laughs> oh that's a good one though I like that that's good oh <laughs> uh, Sophie um okay this is thank you so much for talking to me we just got time for one more question okay, thank okay. you honestly thank you so much I've really enjoyed this so okay. Oh, good, good. Um, okay, a small one to end on. Um, but what, in your opinion, Sophie, makes a good wedding photographer? Um, I think empathy is like the main word that um, comes to mind. Being able to really place yourself in, in someone else's shoes and tell a story the way that you would want your story to be told or you would want your family to be captured. Um, yeah that's the main one i think i think that's lovely yeah totally and i i totally agree it's a big deal it's a huge deal isn't it empathy yeah. it really is do you think it's something that, that you're kind of either born with or not or do you think you can do you think you can train yourself to be more empathetic in in you know or i'm just interested in in like your viewpoint on that you know Oof, i have no idea um, yeah it's a funny one isn't it yeah it's i think one. i think some people have it more than others um i don't necessarily think it makes you a, a bad wedding photographer if you don't have it i mean and there's definitely other qualities that are super important um but i i find it interesting because there's this like there's this fine line between um humor and empathy and i love i love i love humor and and like little quirky moments and um and in, in photography in general and documentary photography so like you're always trying to capture the weirdness and the the little quirks but then at the same time you want to be very empathetic and it's always I find like you're always trying to find a balance between the two you don't want to be you don't ever want to make fun of people you just want to like show them how much you appreciate their little their little mannerisms you know that's so true yeah that's something again i not really think about much but that is true you don't want to make fun of them but yeah highlighting what makes them unique i guess yeah, in, a, exactly. in a sympathetic way yeah yeah and, and that's that's another thing where like the uh the conversation ahead of time with the couple is really important like the when you get to know each other i'm always asking so many questions about um what's your dad like what's like a, a typical thing that your grandpa does and what tell me something specific and like quirky and and unique about your family because you want to be telling um their specific story and you don't want your photos to just be like interchangeable like mm. insert head you know that's so true yeah insert. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's so true oh it's awesome awesome sophie um oh thank you so much that time went so quickly i really enjoyed it really enjoyed it me too i, I didn't expect <laughs> to enjoy it but yeah it was a lovely conversation thank you so much oh, thank you for giving up your time just being so open and just that was so interesting i've got loads from that i'm sure people listening um have as well and if if you are listening do head to the site this is reportage.com i'll include um link to sophie's website and that um image that she spoke about from that festival as well and oh man sophie yeah thank you so much and i hopefully um i'll get to like see you again in the flesh someday don't know when yeah. that'll be but hopefully yeah. sometime thank you alan and i hope that you can get to shoot a wedding soon and um and that you feel better <laughs> about that no thank you yeah sorry i don't know what uh, it was like a little therapy session for me that was uh, talking to you <laughs> <laughs> you you were great um you, you should honestly you should do interviews you I, it was great it's, you're such a such a natural as well oh, so. thanks lovely honestly thanks so much Sophie that was awesome and yeah you you keep safe and um hopefully I'll see you sometime you too see you bye 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 you've been listening to the 53rd episode of the this is reportage podcast really love chatting to Sophie she should have her own podcast she really should hope you enjoyed listening to her Head to thisisreportage.com or thisisreportagefamily.com to see that festival image that Sophie spoke about on the episode, as well as a link through to her website too. We have lots more episodes of the podcast released with photographers such as Anna Hardy, Prashila Looker, Alison Bounce, Andrew Billington, Dominic Shaw of York Place Studios and many more. If you're not yet a member of This Reportage or This Reportage family, check out all the benefits of joining us including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 individual award and 18 story award entries per year, invites to our physical meetups and parties, exclusive discounts, hours of educational videos featuring tips and advice from some of the world's best photographers and much more too. There's now under two weeks left for submissions to our final collections of 2020. The deadline is the same for our wedding site, This is Reportage, and our family site, This is Reportage Family. Submit by 2359 GMT on 23rd of November 2020. No poses, nothing staged. This is Reportage. And this is bye for now. Mm-hmm.